I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. They just played sucks. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Bears Nation. First and goal. Burnett drives across. It's a touchdown. And it is caught by Godwin for the touchdown. Number 599. Evans. 600. It is. I've never heard of 600 in anything in football, but Brady has it. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. The big picture is the giving them the ball early on and letting them get 21 nothing lead hurt. With your hosts, Kevin Lapka. Oh, no! We suck again! And Jake Hassan. Hey, fella, give it a chance. You guys suck! Strap it in. It's the Bears Nation podcast. I mean, you suck like you've never sucked before. Let's get it. Bears Nation podcast. It is Sunday, October 24th, and this is a recording that is happening immediately after the Bears 38-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a game that neither I nor Kevin expected to be a close game. It was in our predictions. We were hopeful a little bit, but wasn't really expecting. But man, we were not expecting something quite as pitiful as pathetic as this, uh, Bears Nation podcast, Jake Hassan with Kevin Lapka as always. And Kevin, I mean, I I wish I felt more for this because honestly, like I, it's hard to get the proper emotions because we both predicted a blowout loss. Mm-hmm. Mine a little bit more. Yeah. Our original predictions. Let me pull them up here really quick. I had him losing by eight, so I wasn't really. Yeah, like I mean, we didn't have him, but... quite as big, but we, we both expected a loss. And we both were expecting a, a tough game against the defending Super Bowl champs. On uh, our last episode, I predicted 31 to 10. You predicted 31 to 23. We were kind of close, but not really. I mean, I, I was closer than you. And I mean, it was just, I, I mean, Kevin, this was pitiful. This is on par to me with that Green Bay game from, I mean, this is mm-hmm. worse than the Cleveland That's worse. Game. This oh, is way worse. worse. I, I mean, this is terrible. I mean, this is legitimately a terrible game. Justin Fields' worst game of his career by far. A horribly coached game. A game that got away from you right away. I mean, right away, off the bat, we knew that this was not going well. You three and out right away on your first offense possession. Second possession, you the first play that the Buccaneers run really on offense, quote-unquote, was a punt return that went for 47 yards, and it's the <laughs> longest punt return in the NFL this season. Oh, and, yeah. and just immediately the Buccaneers score. They throw up 21 in the first quarter alone. It was just bad. All around a terrible performance. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady lights you up. Mike Evans lights you up. You, the running game lights you up for Tampa Bay. The One bright spot, the only bright spot for you, at, at, for the Bears, Khalil Herbert continues yes. to play great. 18 carries for 100 yards. Uh, again, for that guy, he's been phenomenal. Um, Cole Komet, I guess, had a decent game. He had five catches, easily his highest total of the year, maybe of his <laughs> career, actually. I'm not even sure. But, <laughs> that's I mean, funny, that's, dude. I'm sorry. That's funny. No, I mean, that's it. Those are the two. I and mean, Cleo Herbert being the only bright spot, I guess, if you're reaching, you could say Cole Komet. But, I mean, th- this was just a bad, bad, bad game. Well, let's address the elephant in the room, Jake. Does he have a job on Monday? Does he? I mean, that like th- these are questions that you really do. If you're going to do it, it's the, it, this is going to be the time. I think this is the most, this is the most not perfect time, 
but this would be the time. Like this would be. No, it is the most perfect time. It is. The only other time that I would have seen it happening was after that Green Bay game where me, you, and Chris Mm -hmm. Nano went for two hours talking, just berating the franchise. So, yeah, I mean, I still think he does just because it's the Bears and that's how they operate. Right. Uh, But, and also for the record, five catches ties Cole Komet's second best game of his career his his career high is seven catches but anyway yeah i think he does i i I tweeted this maybe the bears grow a spine overnight maybe george mccaskey and ownership grows a spine tonight but i'm not expecting it um yeah i mean i i don't think it happens i I just think and i tweeted this too george mccaskey and ted phillips are going to sit in front of all of us tomorrow and they're going to say oh well we believe in matt and ryan we believe in what they're building and the chicago bears are headed in the right direction under them we truly believe that no not anymore i think we're done with it i really do but the thing is like this is defensible from their standpoint because it's the Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl champs, a team that is you expect a to team be. Team you beat last year, though, Jake. You know that. I like- agree, but you knew like different circumstances completely. Super reigning Super Bowl champs, Super Bowl contenders, Tom Brady. I, I just, I would love to believe that they'll actually do it. I would love to believe that. I Me don't too. think they will. The, in the twenty-four years I've spent on this earth watching this team. They've never done something like that. I've said that on the show before. I would love, again, I would love to believe that they're going to do it, but they won't. They just won't. They won't. They'll they'll sit there and they'll defend both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. But if you wanted to use history as an example, right, and that's what we've done, we've been back and forth on this seemingly since last December, right? You know, they won't do it because they've never done it, and that's not how the organization operates. They don't fire coaches in the middle of the season. But the question you have to ask yourself is, has it ever been this bad? And by record standpoint and by losses standpoint, yeah, it's been worse. It's been far worse than that. You know, they're three and four. They have they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Like that's not out of the question. But it's the other variables that make this a situation where the firing is the most you know logical and, and and most reasonable than it has ever been in the past and that's because of what you're doing to the person who will be with your franchise for the next 10 years or who you hope to be with your franchise the next 10 years if you want to look at it with that you know point of view right let, let's take the long-term look at it you know for a fact regardless of what happens this year Matt Nagy will not be here in three years he will not be here in four years or right. five or six or seven and Justin Fields will so you have to ask yourself that if they don't even don't even bring that up. But you hope that if they have that point of view, right? I mean that 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 answers that's all that's the answer to all your questions. It's like what what are you what are you keeping them around for? You know, if you know that one person's going to be here uh, for the long term and the other is not, then just cut the ties now because he's a detriment to the team. He is like the you saw the first half. I mean, there, there's multiple things you can take away. Number one, you know, you have Lacavius Simmons in there and they don't do a single thing to chip a single, you know, defender. Most of the time being Shaq Barrett off the edge and mm-hmm. him alone that 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 you know, ineptitude to do that alone resulted in probably three takeaways because they're getting off the edge so quickly. And Justin Fields is under duress and, you know, yeah. less than a second. But and then you look at the end of the game to me. Why is he in the game? I mean, why in the world is Justin Fields in the game down 38 to three with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter? I mean, he nearly gets decapitated on one play. Uh, There's a number of other plays where he's getting lit up and you're like, 
why? I mean, th- at that point, he's thrown three interceptions. You're not doing anything for his confidence there. The Buccaneers have pulled Tom Brady, and you're keeping him in there for what reason? You know? So I just right. – and that's why we've said before, when talking about the situation of the head coach, it's been about when does the organization in the front office understand that – Justin Fields is their prized possession, and they have to do whatever it takes to protect their treasure and their prized possession. And I, I think, you know, if you are a believer that Matt Nagy switching play callers was influential from the top, then I have every reason to believe that at this point, knowing that this kid is the most talented quarterback you've had in franchise history, you have to do whatever it takes to protect him and keep him healthy in Chicago. And that means fire. If that means firing Matt Nagy for them, then that's what they should do. And that's what they will do. So I'm not expecting it, Jake. I would give a 5% chance. Okay. <laughs> but it is, it's more logical and reasonable than it ever has been. And that's what you were alluding to as well. No, yeah. I mean, this is the time to do it. Um, you know, I mean, you made a great point. Matt Nagy isn't going to be here long term. That's very clear. Um, he's not the guy. He's not the answer. So, yeah, I mean, logically, you should start it. But also, I don't know. I don't know that Bill Lazor, because, I mean, that's who we would probably assume would step up, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, probably like a Filippo, honestly. Maybe a Desai. I mean, honestly. <sighs> you're not going to do Sean Desai. It's not going to be Sean Desai. But first time defensive coordinator, and you're going to make him interim head coach? No Why shot. Not? No shot. And the best portion of the team. The problem with Bill Lay is he's in the box calling plays. So if you move him down to the field, he he can't call plays anymore because he calls plays from the box. So what do you do? Do you, you know, you'd have to find a new play caller if you moved him down the field to be the head coach? Would you not? I guess. I mean, I just I would rather just have someone. The, How about like, no yeah. coaches? Fire everyone and, Honestly, and play without a coach. Turn of events. Mm-hmm. Chris Tabor. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. He's been a head coach candidate for yeah. other teams in the past. I mean, why? Like, why? Why not? I mean, again, the delays that make sense. So. Right, right. Man, could I, you I, imagine though if he was the next head coach? That'd I be. Think, I, I don't think he'd be the next. One. I'm just saying the interim. Right. I, I wouldn't expect him to keep the job long term. But yeah, no. I mean, I think you have to think everything's on the table. Um, <laughs> But I don't know, because this organization, we just can't, we can't trust them. We've seen it Mm -hmm. time and again, we cannot trust the ownership. We can't trust them to do what's best for the team. At the end of the day, they are going to do what's best for their bottom line and not, and not anything else, not a minute sooner. That's just how it is, because that's how they have always run this over the last, over our lives, certainly, and probably even before that. So I just can't put my trust, my faith in this ownership. (laughs) I fully believe Matt Nagy, they're going to let him go to that desk tomorrow in front oh, of everyone, no, in front no, of no. us, in front of the fans, in front of the media, in front of God, and say, yeah, you know, there was a lot of things that we just didn't do right, and this is where we're Let's at. Let's figure out the whys. Yeah, Let's figure exactly. out the whys. That's where we're at a million times, and then we're going to walk away frustrated again. Um, I, I fully believe that we are going to be stuck with that idiot until the end of the year, and that's just how it's going to be. Um, but, you know, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, George McCaskey, Ted Phillips. Prove me wrong. You know, do something right for once. Um, to pivoting to the product on the field, you know, what product on the field? I don't know what you're lack talking thereof, about. Rather, yeah. Justin Fields, twenty-two for thirty-two, one hundred and eighty-four yards, three picks, no touchdowns, thirty-eight yards on the ground. 
Friend of the show, Shane Reardon, tweeted, do we have to consider that Justin no, Fields she, just sucks? He's a joke. I don't, That's a joke I don't, tweet. I, I think it is a joke, but there are people taking it seriously. And I don't think – I think there are people seriously asking that question. So I think there are people sitting here as of today, October 24th, 2021, Justin Fields' rookie year, and yeah. asking themselves that question. So, Kevin – There are people. So, so Kevin, I think we need to go into why. Certainly, there were some bad throws from Justin Fields again. Mm-hmm. We've seen that every week, though, and we've mm-hmm. talked about that, the rookie mistakes. But also, all told, Justin Fields gave the ball away five times. He fumbled twice. Well, he fumbled three times. He lost two of them, and he threw three interceptions. Couple, the, the two, two of those interceptions were tips, mm-hmm. so I don't fully blame him for that. The one where Allen Robinson fell down because he quit because he stopped and had to start again on his route downfield and he fell Shocking. down. At least that's what it looked like to me. And in the live play, it looked like he stopped, started again, and that's when he fell down when he tried to get get speed up again. And then he got and Justin Fields overthrew him. Um, and no, that's not even because I'm, there was only one tip, but Khalil Herbert caught that one tip. The other one, the other uh, interception, his third one was also pretty bad. Uh, just a, bad. Just a gross overthrow just a really really bad ball um we've talked about on the show there's going to be rookie mistakes from justin fields there's going to be growing pains but i will say the gross the gross on those two intercept two of those three interceptions the gross overthrows and just how badly those balls were thrown were a little concerning now you have to consider it of course that it's tampa bay and he had like you said less than a second basically to get rid of the ball and figure out where he was going to go but those were, I mean, we haven't seen that anything like that from Justin Fields in in any of his starts. And any time that he's been on the field as a Chicago Bear, we haven't seen anything kind of close to that. I wouldn't, I'm not surprised that people are concerned. I mean, I'm surprised because you shouldn't be still because there's obviously, it's still clear what the, you know, the two main issues are. It's blocking and it's coaching. And those things are two, the, the two most clear things. But yes, I mean, you do have to take a look at it and say, okay, he, he did not have his best day and, and the throws were not accurate. And it's, it, these are the things that we saw from him in college. And, but the problem is, Jake, like, what did I say all pregame show? What did I say about, you know, the intermediate throws and, and, and tailoring to his strengths and going to the areas where he's been successful in the past? We we were either looking at plays 30 yards down the field to the sidelines, you know, improbable plays, or you were looking at, you know, a five-yard out route or a hitch route to Cole Komet. You know what I mean? There's nothing down the seam in the middle of the field, 10 to 15 yards. And, you know, if that if the reasoning for that is Matt Nagy understanding that they don't have the offensive line, you know, to block it, to let plays develop that far down the field, apparently 10 yards is too far. Then go ahead and, and, and chip somebody. Go ahead and put in more offensive linemen uh, like you did a few weeks ago. So that's why, to me, it's still illogical. Now, yes, I would attribute three or four, three of them to a lack of competent offensive line play because he was getting lit up i mean that first fumble he got you, absolutely come just on. crushed you can't you know there's people say, oh justin's gotta learn to take care of the ball what do you want the kid to do he's getting yeah. sandwiched by two defenders in half a second and th- this is a player who naturally has a longer throwing motion we know that out mm-hmm. of college that's part of what he is and that's totally fine you can be successful that way but it, there's no 99% of the quarterbacks in the league on both of those plays where he fumbled it by getting hit are, are fumbling that ball as well. Whether you're Tom Brady, whether you're Aaron Rodgers, or whether you're Justin Fields, you're fumbling that football. So, you know, the takeaways aren't entirely on him. But I, again, like you, you, you get concerned. Here's when you get concerned when you come away from the game knowing that 
the faults of his and the inefficiencies were due to him solely and not other reasons and other factors. And Jake, this isn't just a 2021 thing, right? This is this is this is years. This is years now under Matt Nagy where we've come away from games thinking that look, you know, yeah, Mitch Trubisky made some poor throws. Yeah, like there were some issues there, but Matt Nagy still wasn't putting him in the proper position to win. The offensive line still wasn't blocking well enough. I mean, am I am I wrong about that? So that's where, like, you can't legitimately, in my opinion, given the situation, can't legitimately have concern and go out there with a stupid-ass take saying you don't know if Justin Fields should be here much longer until you realize and until you understand that it's not going to change and it probably won't change for the rest of 2021 until, you know, something with the coaching staff or something with the offensive line changes. So I don't, I'm not concerned. I think it's got to be I mean, both. Uh, yeah, it, it, it both. both and, and, also, and let's be and let's be clear. We've been very critical of Jason Peters all year, rightfully so. He's you like, didn't even have your backup right tackle out there. You didn't even have your top three. Yeah. Larry Borum's still hurt. He's still on right. IR. Jermaine Effetti's out. Elijah Wilkinson goes on the COVID list like this morning. An hour before the game. Like Justin Fields himself said after the game, friend of the program Adam Hope tweeted this, that Justin Fields was surprised when Elijah Wilkinson went on COVID list because he was watching film with him earlier. Mm. it's so you don't and granted that's going to make things harder especially against a front seven like tampa bay but i mean god help us like what and again i mean there's going to be sam mustafer had a bad game um people i'm sure harp on that yeah the comment section jake they're coming after you be ready for it tomorrow night i mean overall like this team is just it's just the offensive line is not put together well the coaching staff is clearly not getting the job done so somebody asked me this do you think Nagy was calling plays today Uh, they showed him an awful lot where it looked like he was can i I say here let me let me say something real quick um i don't know and i'm not gonna do my research to find out because i think that's pretty subjective like because you're looking at film of the tv broadcast and you know trying to look into the fine print of what it says on the plate you know like those such things but what i will say regarding man Nagy real quick and what he was and or you know lack thereof doing on the field was meeting with justin fields after the takeaways happened and i tweeted this and i thought it was really interesting because after every takeaway you know i had the urge to turn off the television but i i i kept it on and for the most part, I, I might have turned it off with like five minutes left in the game. I'll admit it. But, uh, you know, I see Justin Fields walk to the bench and obviously the cameras at CBS are all over that situation. You're going to show the rookie on the bench soaking in, you know, you know, the pain of what just occurred. And every time it's him laying back on the bench with his arms up and not a single person other than Nick Foles is talking to him. I did yeah. not say, you know, you watch any there other was Andy Dalton a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles, one of those two, right? Every other quarterback or every uh, from a, who has a competent head coach, that player, you know, goes to the sideline, quarterback or coach goes right up to them, kneels next to them, looks at the tablet with them, you know, breaks things down, taps them on the shoulder, says, look, it's going to be all right. I saw none of that. But yeah, what but, how, but at all. Right. But what what makes and how that's related to him calling plays is it, maybe he was because we've known in the past that he can't do everything else when he's calling plays. And he's, he said that. So maybe he's too focused on that and figuring out which plays he has to call, which is the reasoning as to why he wasn't going and checking in and talking to Justin Fields. I don't know how related those two things are, but we've seen hints of that in the past. So that's the only explanation I have. What is your answer to that question? I don't know. I mean, it's, 
And honestly, I feel like it doesn't matter regardless. It doesn't matter. Honestly, no matter I don't. Who it was it wasn't good right. enough. Um, and it doesn't give you a lot of confidence uh, going forward, especially. I mean, we've talked about this gauntlet that you have coming up with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Wonderful. 49ers and, you know, the Packers again and the Cardinals. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's just it's not good enough. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not good enough. No matter who's there. You mentioned it already. Sean Desai, I think, is the only competent coach you really have. Um, I think everyone on the offensive side is in over their heads. Uh, clearly, <laughs> I, I think your players. I'm out on Allen Robinson. I'm done with. Alan yeah, Robinson. I'm out I, on him, too. And it's not entirely on him. It partially it partially is for me. But I, I think he's at a, I, I think it's just it's a mutual thing. He's out. We're out. Just move on. I think, I think it's very clear. He's, he's checked out. He, that guy doesn't care anymore. He, he was watching the Ravens earlier. And although they lost, he was like, how can I help this? I'm wondering, he's already talking with Lamar about the plays that they can run or heck, even the Kansas city chiefs, man, that's a team that's struggling on offense. Yeah. but you're you, I'm I'm still going to put them in the top 10 of my power rankings. You know what I mean? Like, like one of those types deals. Give us, I don't know, Miko Harbin in a fourth round or something. I don't, you know what I mean? But the problem is, like, so what do you trade him for? Like, because trade deadline's nine days away now. And I, I, I that was my bold prediction I mean, last week. It, it, was has that it, happened. Be, it has to be someone. You can't, you can't trade for another player, though. You can't trade sure, for another player. I, I agree. Because otherwise, because he's tanking his value right now. He's right. not playing well. So if you're a team, if you're a team like the Ravens, you're playing well anyway. So unless you really think like, okay, we mm. need an Al Robinson, but otherwise every other team is going to say, all right, well, we'll just wait till the off season because his value is going down and down and down. It's going to keep we going down. You know, yeah. we don't have to give up anything and then we'll just, we'll use money on him, you know, and we'll pay him two years and 20 million or something. Nah, he'll, he would get more than that still. I think. Well, you probably... know, the- theoretically. Um, yeah. But, the, but there's also teams that probably look at it like this. And, and are, are aware of the situation in Chicago and say, oh, we, we know this guy has a whole heck of a lot more talent. Maybe they turn things around second half in the season. His value goes up and, oh, shit, we got to pay him more at the end of the year. So let's trade him while his value is low. It's like you play fantasy, right? You buy low, buy low, buy low, buy low. And, that, and that's even, exactly what an opposing team can do. I know we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about just get to six and seven in the last four weeks of the and season. You, and you, you're in. And, and that's you have like a really soul, good yes. opportunity to win three out of four or four, you know, with the Vikings twice. And I think it was the Seahawks and the giants. Yeah. And I mean, are you even going to get there? I mean, like, again, I, I, so part of, part of what we have to recognize and what I've recognized, especially over the past few years is we we do tend to overreact about this team going forward when they lose games like this, because the next, and right after the game too. Yeah. But, but and quite frankly, we've been pretty measured. I think like we haven't been, Hey, let's tear everything down. Like we've been pretty measured about what we were talking about, but in the past it's been okay. Season's over, write it off. They're going to lose every next game by 30 points. But in the past, you know, they lose that crushing game to, uh, to green Bay. And then they come back and, you know, beat the Jaguars by 35 points or the Texans, whoever it was. So yeah, there's a legitimate possibility because even Tony Romo, and if you follow this team at all, you know, they're better than what they displayed today and their, their faults were really, you know, on display and at a high today. And it was extremely evident, but you know, going forward and what, based off what you've seen in the past, that they are more capable of what you saw today. It's just one of those days, you know, it's just one of those games that happens. It happens to the best teams in the league. So yes, they can get to six and seven. You have, 
If you get to six and seven, you have to go 500 over the next six weeks, which is the 49ers, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Lions, the Cardinals, the Packers. So you beat you beat the Steelers, the Lions, and the 49ers. Those are your three that you beat. I think you, those are you, all. You think Matt Nagy's out coaching Kyle Shanahan? Sure. I mean, I they I don't think their situation is much better than ours, quite frankly, just with what they have going on with quarterbacks and stuff. It sometimes it doesn't come to Jake. If this game, if this league was about out coaching and out coaching, the Bears would be zero and fifty five in their last four <laughs> years. Okay, so Fair. that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, so I don't know about that, but. Is that game at home? Yeah, that game's at home. I mean, yeah, two of those games. You're you're versus the 49ers at the Steelers, versus the Ravens at the Lions, then versus the Cardinals at the Packers. So you have three home okay. Over the next six weeks, you have three home games, three away games. No. They, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Three, sure. yeah three and and you have the bye in there at some point, too. Yes, you have the, so, you have the bye after the Steelers game. Man, I, I like... But see, this is again. I'm not going to sit here and and say that this team is you know a terrible football team and they're bad. And and this this partially goes back to what people were saying on Twitter today at me as well. And this goes also back to you know what do you trade for Allen Robinson? You know, don't I don't even want you to give me a uh, you know I'm trying to think of a good piece like like a Miko Harbin right? Like I referenced mm-hmm. earlier because it's it's not going to be used. Like again, right. you have the pieces on offense. To be getting more than 184 passing yards, to be getting more than three points, in a, to, to, to be scoring more than zero touchdowns in a game, right? You have the pieces, you have everything. Those pieces just aren't being used. So don't, you know, and that's like, shit, trade me Odell Beckham Jr. for <laughs> Allen Robinson straight up. Give me that. I'll take that any day of the week, if I'm being honest. But it, it doesn't matter who you give me, what you give me. It's not going to be used correctly. Maybe I do have faith that Ryan Pace will draft somebody with that fourth or third rounder that you would get back maybe if it's that high but that's okay so and this is something i want to hit on too as we go back to organizational issues and coaching issues and and what happens there we've known for the past i believe that the mccaskies have been more favorable toward ryan pace than they have been towards matt Nagy, and that they quote unquote love him we heard that from adam hogue when he was on friend of the program Mm -hmm. you know alluded to that about their relationship with ryan pace and if you know that little incy beatsy bit of football knowledge that is in george mccaskey's brain can see what's happening on the field he should understand that ryan pace has put together a team that is capable of not losing games 38 to 3 and it's capable of more than what you saw on sunday and for that reason says Goodbye, Matt. Ryan, you're staying. We'll also let you, you know, have say in who the next head coach may be, things like that, which shouldn't be encouraging considering he chose Matt Nagy uh, or was part of that <laughs> process. But well, that's the thing, too. If Matt Nagy gets fired, that's two head coaches that Ryan Pace has burned through. I don't think they'll give him a third chance. I mean, we've said this all along, Kevin. Uh, he I didn't their package deal. I don't think they are. I, I've never. I, I've always been against that. I've never thought they were a package deal. I've always thought that. I've, I've always uh, thought that. You've always thought that, right? I mean, you could be right. That's a good point. But I this the the greater I mean, point. Two that, head coaches in how many years? Like that's that's. Was bad. he was he there for the entirety of John Fox? I can't remember. He hired John Fox. Right. Okay. He hired John Fox and my, Matt Nagy. Right. That is true. So if you give him a third chance, you are. Here we'll say we're keeping you around, but we're making the decisions now. That's worse. I, <laughs> that's oh, way God. worse. Yeah. That's way worse. Don't let that stooge, as you would call him, yeah, make the decisions. That's, that's Gar Foreman, John Paxson stuff right there. Oh, God. And that's where, man, 
are, aren't those two situations comparable? Yes, aren't they? I would agree. I mean, you have the piece. If you if you want to draw parallels, and, and hey, promo time, we have the man who announces the Chicago Bulls, calls play-by-play for them, coming on on Wednesday. Adam Amin joins us on Wednesday. Uh, he was calling Panthers-Giants today, too. Did a great job on that broadcast, but he'll be joining us. We'll have to draw some parallels between the Bears and the Bulls on that night. But, you know, Justin Fields is your Zach Levine, right? And everybody else, you know, around yeah. him. Is there, but the coaching is just not good enough, and you're not getting to where you want to be. You have a little bit of talent, but things aren't good enough. You know, it, certainly some parallels, but it's it's just that point that I say every single week that frustrates you, and it's part of the reason why these games are so frustrating, and why this team is so frustrating, is because it's not you don't walk away from this season, you don't walk away from this game, you don't walk away at three and four saying they don't have the talent to compete. They don't have the talent to compete with the Super defending Super Bowl cha- champions. They don't have the talent to compete with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. No, they do. They have every 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 piece to compete. But when you're leaving things on the field and you're not making use of all of those pieces, that's what hurts you more. That's what's the most frustrating because not only that, it's the fact that you've allocated resources. And it's not just limited resources. You're talking about long-term contracts. You're talking about a whole heck of a lot of millions of dollars being allocated on people who are, are not getting a single reception in a game, who aren't seeing the field, who aren't getting tackles. And you go down the list. So, and again, that's not a Ryan Pace. That's the fault of the coaching staff. But that's why these games hurt more. That's why this team hurts so much. That's why every week, you know, you get, you, that's why you get reeled back in, ultimately, is it not? Yeah. I mean, that's why we come on next week and shit. You know, I might pick them to win because they have the talent to do so. And every week it's a toss up of whether they actually utilize that talent or not. So, that's where my frustration stems from every time I watch this team because you sit there, no, like if you're the New York Jets, yeah, you deserve to lose 50, 54 to 16 today to the New England Patriots, right? Because you're not good enough. You don't say you're saying you deserve to lose 38 to 3 because you're not good enough from a football talent aspect. Do not, do you see it that way as well? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, certain areas, yes, yeah, certain areas without a doubt, but. I mean, there's days like today, though, where like you went out and it was almost immediate that you were getting outclassed. Almost right off the bat, like three and out, long punt return, touchdown. Like it was, it was so quick, Kevin. Sure. And I know that's not going to happen every week because you know not every Super Bowl reigning champ brings back basically. The, no, not basically brings back their entire team from that championship. <laughs> First time team. it's ever happened. Right, like that never happens. It has never happened, and it might never happen again. But probably. You know, and, you know the 49ers are are not the the Buccaneers. The Steelers certainly aren't, but. I mean, man, it's just hard to look at this team and feel good about where it's headed. Like, yeah, we're me and you are really big fans of Justin Fields. We think he's going to be a special talent and we're really high on him going forward in the future. But I mean, the offensive line is bad. I mean, everyone's banged up. Allen Robinson is, is checked out. Like, it's just on paper. Yes, you can go toe to toe talent wise with everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's just Matt Nagy isn't getting these guys prepared. Well, exactly. You're proving the point then. You're proving the point. I mean, that that yeah. that's exactly, exactly. And that's why it's frustrating, right? That's why they come out of every single game, mostly every single game, they go flat at one point. I've, I don't think I've – I thought about this today. Other than 2018, since then, have you seen one game – I mean, maybe I can think of a few off the top of my head – where they've played a complete – you know, full on 60 minutes of football, good 60 minutes of football, no errors, no mistakes. Nobody goes flat for a single quarter. You know, the offense stays, you know, hot. The defense stays, you know, on their toes. Have you, can you think of one? I mean, I can't, I can't, I mean, I, 
I'm sure and, there's and one. You know what I'm the sure there's one, but I can't today? think of it. Boal Nichols throwing a punch today. Right. That's the epitome of that. Exactly. You know, because we've always said, our, well, one of Matt Nagy's saving graces has been his ability <laughs> to, you know, keep a locker room and, and have a culture. That We saw that fracture today on the field, like when Boal Nichols threw a punch. And Boal Nichols is one of your very important guys who you shouldn't be getting ejected from. Like, you need him. And he throws a punch and he gets ejected from the game. Like, that, to me, said a lot of a perfect encapsulation of what you're talking about right now. Like, it, 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 I don't know, man. Like, and I'm sputtering now because it's just like, how much, how much more can you talk about this? Like, it's just, you can't, like, we, it, we, one of Matt Nick's only saving graces and it's gone right out the window. You got guys throwing punches on the field. We haven't seen that at all from this team before. Wow. Well, I mean, we, we haven't seen that at all. Oh yeah. my God. But those God. players are no longer on the team because exactly they for a reason, um, you know, and it's just like. It, it's different. It, it, there's a difference between Javon Wims throwing a punch and Bull on Nichols. And again, and you know, the, the situations too with Anthony Miller and Javon Wims, like you were going against a guy who was a known instigator in the NFL, someone who, mm-hmm. who notoriously gets under a guy's skin. Bull on Nichols is a guy who has been there. He's a stalwart. He's a key contributor. What guys on Tom Brady's team ever have you known as instigators? You know, I, I mean, outside of like maybe Randy Moss, but like, you know, it, that doesn't happen often. And so it's like, you know, you know, you weren't going into this Tampa game like, okay, you need to watch out for a player X, Y, Z because they, they're known to talk smack. And, and well, other and than Adamican Sue, but he's yeah, but not he, a he's, really staple of that team. Yeah. yeah he's, he's not, he's nothing. So he's it's not like, what he used to be. Right. So, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I, I really hope, you know, we come back and we're talking about Matt Nagy being off this team, but I mean, this is just, I, I feel, I, I, I haven't felt as low on this team as I have than I do right now in a long, long time. Like, I just don't see, like, I don't see how Kyle Shanahan doesn't run circles around you next week. I don't see how you go to Pittsburgh on Monday night football and don't get embarrassed. I, the Ravens are going to run all over you. The lions might beat you. In a oh gosh. See, this is what I'm talking about though. Like we'll, we'll, we'll eventually get to the Rams. Uh, yeah. 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 That was an interesting game. In, I don't know. In I don't Detroit know. too. In Detroit, wow, daunting place to play. Ford the Field. Can't play on the road. Ah, uh, please. The Bears yeah, can't play on the road, road. Kevin. But we're talking about Detroit here, not Tampa Bay. Still Ford though. Field. Jared Goff. There's gonna be about the, 11 people there. This is all reaction. We're doing this right after the game. Like, I, I'm, I'm hot. I'm, I'm upset. Like, but, but it's just so. Like, stay hot. Just like. It, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel because you don't get that stretch that you had last year. You don't get the Jaguars and Texans. And, <laughs> well, and, you know, sort of at the end of the year, like the final of, but I mean, five. Like, but the Giants, I mean, the Giants are a borderline playoff. Right now. Get the hell out, out of here. Like that. I mean, I know you generally own the Vikings, but now even that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. I mean, this is bad. It's bad. I mean, it's, you're in a bad spot right now. Yeah, but you know for a fact they're gonna win next week, and they're gonna win you know the week after I that, and it's gonna be oh shit, oh shit, I oh shit, here we go, we're back, we're back. Play, the graphics are out, playoff pictures back. What are we doing? <laughs> where where are we? You know, yeah, we're. Am I like I, I? They're gonna reel you in, bro, and that's what I mean. And that's again, like this, they're not as bad as what you saw today. They're not. They're not. Tony Romo said that. I, I've already said it. They're not. So you're gonna get reeled back in. Too. 
it's bad when you're getting openly mocked on national television. Oh, openly when, mocked. Number when, of when times. When Jim Nance and Tony Romo are openly mocking you on TV, when Tony Romo is saying, oh, well, you know, this this field goal, you got you to gotta oh, think that, that was the funny. turning point. Like, oh, you, you got you to think this is a game saver for the Bears when they made the stop uh, deep into, into Bucks territory. Like, come on, man. You like you're a laughing stock right now. Like they're openly and, yeah. laughing at you in the second quarter. It wasn't even halftime. And they're just openly mocking you like it started early and it continued throughout the rest of the game. Where they're just laughing at you. And it, like, with Tony Romo's, oh, you know, is there anything? Jim Nance asked Tony Romo, is there anything the Bears could do? <laughs> start like over. A, oh, start over, maybe? <laughs> like, that like, was funny. <laughs> like, you have to laugh because you, you can't do anything other than laugh because he's right. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just bad. You're in a bad spot. Uh, I mean, let's, uh, so, Cleo Herbert, 18 rushes, 100 yards. I guess... You know what's funny, too? There's going to be conversations, because this is how stupid the fan base is, of trading David Montgomery and, and and you know trading for draft capital and things like that because Kalu Herbert's the truth. And, yes, he is. Running back's most replaceable position in the NFL. I, I've said that for years. You know, there mm-hmm. doesn't yep. freaking matter. It doesn't freaking matter if you were drafted in the first. Well, there, there, it's a different. It doesn't really matter if you're drafted, like, past the third round and if you're undrafted, honestly. I don't think there's any difference. Never draft a running back. After round three, ever. You know, you either draft him in the first two rounds, one, two rounds, if it's Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, pick up a guy from Grambling State University in Alaska. I don't know. You know, it North doesn't. North Carolina uh, A&T. Yeah, exactly. Oop. There you go. Oop. Doesn't. Oh, sensitive topic, maybe. I don't know what's going on with that fella. But. No one does. I don't like Cole Komet's a bust. I'm sorry. And I'm completely out on Cole Komet. Darna Mooney looked fine. Wasn't, you know, I don't know. Jesse James, three catches. Marquise Goodwin finally gets on the board. Demir Bird gets on the board. Ryan Nall makes an appearance to the, you know, Whoa. to <laughs> please everybody's eyes there in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jesper Horsebed missed times a jump on a touchdown pass. Yeah, that uh, was bad. I thought DeAndre. Well, okay, let's, why is Jesper Horsebed not? You've been saying this. Why is Jimmy Graham not the guy there? Jimmy Graham was out because of COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. All right. I take it back. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Horse, Horstead's out. Jimmy Graham should have been in there. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at the defense. Taylor I don't Johnson see anything. By Mike Evans a couple times today. I'm too. not going to lie. That ball down the sideline, about 40 yards, I, I, that got him down like the one yard line. That coverage was good. I, that ball was on. placed by Tom Brady. Yeah. Not. It was one centimeter underthrown or overthrown. It's well underthrown because overthrown. It was one centimeter underthrown. It's tipped by Jalen Johnson and it's complete. You you cannot put it right in the bread basket. But nonetheless, he he didn't have the greatest game and he didn't do what he's known to do. Um, yeah, you're facing the best offense in football and with the most weapons. But you were thought Antonio Brown and things of that nature. I don't know. I really just. What I did right there was took five minutes to make an attempt at finding positive things to say, and I found about nothing. Hey, so. Eddie Jackson, 11 total tackles. Woohoo. <sighs> Eddie Jackson, 11? He actually didn't look that well, I bad. Mean, granted, I mean, granted, Tampa Bay ran about a billion plays. So. They didn't run that many. They didn't run that many. Oh, you know what I mean, Kevin. They ran for 100. Yeah, they did. 31. Th- yeah, 70. So 11 of them had to go to somebody. Yeah. I mean, and, Tom and Brady. Today, Tom Brady threw the ball thirty-six times, man, for only two hundred eleven yards and four tuds. Oh, Jake, 
when Keyshawn Vaughn, former Illinois running back, is in the game, the hell that's how you know it's bad. That's how you know it's bad. I'm pretty sure Keyshawn Vaughn got some tick in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Hey, Jalen Darden got a carry. He was a player we were looking at in the draft. This is so bad. I mean, it's just... The fuck are we talking about, dude? He gave up a 34-yard reception to Chris Gatto and 46-yard reception to Mike Evans. We're literally talking about Jalen Darden getting carries for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's how I mean, bad I, it was. I'm going to be, and you know, I'm not, I'm very interested to hear what Matt Nagy has to say tomorrow because I'm just very like. No, make a prediction. Well, you know what he's going to say. Come on. You, what is, what's he going to do? He's going to go to the mic and say, you know, uh, well, here's what we have to do. We have to look at the whys and, and, and why these things happen. And, and we're going to we're gonna have a great week of practice, and we're going to figure things out. We're going to look to be better next week. This is what he does, Jake. I, for one week, I just want someone he's to take be, that filter off and have him just, you know, tell him how it is. Filter. I, I think he's. I think that's all he has in his head. I just think that's all that's in his brain at this point. I, I don't think he has any. He's other not capable of saying anything else. Yeah, I don't like. I over four years now, like I don't think there's anything else that goes on in his head. Like I think he legitimately just thinks that things will be solved if they watch the film and they talk about it. And clearly, that's not working. And clearly, that's not true. But I mean, I like what evidence is there that that's not the case though. He said he goes out there. He says the same thing every week. No, that is the case. Because you know, there's guys. You know, there's guys like Bill Belichick, and they'll go out there and it's coach speak. And you know, Sean Payton, Bruce Arians, it's coach. Speak. There's a difference it's, though, you know, right? But there's a difference because they they change what their coach speak is. Oh, we're on to Cincinnati, or oh, well, we're not playing good enough, like <laughs> like, shit, like shit like that. But Matt Nagy <laughs> says the same stuff over <laughs> and over and over that I think that's just what he believes. Oh, and he's like, oh, well, this is where we're at. That's it. There's no, there's nothing past it. Oh, well, this is just how it is. He's like, all right, well, we'll take it day by day because that's where we're at. I don't, I, there's no reason to believe that that's not the case, that he's just in there in his office. Like, okay, today's, you know, Monday, the 25th. And yeah, okay. Things aren't that great. All right, let's go watch some film. Okay. You know, that, you know, this didn't go well. Okay. Well, how can we get better? All right. Well, we could try to do this better in practice this week. Okay. Let's go do it guys. All right, it's Tuesday. All right, it's the 26th. We got a couple more practices. Okay, we did those things in practice, and okay, that went all right. So, you know, maybe we'll do that again. I legitimately think that this moron is just going out there and being like, all right, he's just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks at this point. Yes, you're, that is the best analogy that you can make, honestly. I mean, that, that's what it is because at this point, like, it, it's. I think the, you're so deep that there's nothing that he can say good or bad that that it, it, that's gonna save it you know that's gonna save face in any way is there i mean like yeah even if he does no, pull well, out a belichick type matt, line matt it's nagy, he's gonna get crucified for it regardless there's nothing matt nagy can do other than winning a playoff game that'll help him in any regard like he's going to get for the next you know what you're you're three and four now so you're seven weeks in the season over the next and even the, during the bye i'm sure he'll give us something to talk about so yeah, over the next will. 11 weeks Matt Nagy is just going to be relentlessly dragged through the streets of Chicago. You know, like that's just, there's nothing he can do until he goes and he like gets you to the playoffs and wins a playoff game and coaches a good game. There's nothing he can do. I mean, he is public enemy number one in Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. And he has been for four years. And what do you do when well, you have three years, public everyone number... loved him after year one? That's true. He won coach of the year, yeah. but I mean, so here's what he has to do. He comes out tomorrow and says, all right, we're on to San Francisco, right? That's what you want. I mean, shit, I'd rather have him say nothing. Don't even hold a press conference. Just put just put a cardboard cutout of him in the seat in front of the mic and, and, and let the team. He'll probably get more answers out of the cutout. He's not going to give you anything meaningful. 
We see that we get, especially after bad losses. Matt Nagy doesn't give you anything worth writing down. Oh, you know, our, our friends, Adam not. Hogan, Adam Johns, they're out there fighting for their, their lives on these, on these Monday well, press conferences. Them because it's so ambiguous, they can write a hundred stories off of it. It's 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 their dream to a certain extent, except for when they're asking the question. All they want was a one. All they want is a one-word answer, and they get a hundred ninety-seven words of nonsense. Uh, you know, at least you get zero words from the cardboard cutout. It's like it's like uh, you know, I, I used when I played high school baseball, I had a coach that used to get really mad when we'd swing at bad pitches, right? You know, outside of the zone, he said, "You know what? Just put a fucking bucket there in the batter's box, and the bucket could get on base instead of you." Because the bucket's not swinging at bad pitches outside the zone. That's the same. It's the same exact thing. He, he's. He, it's not necessary. Let's put the cardboard cut it out there tomorrow. That's all we want to see. We get more answers. No, what, we wanna see, what we want to see. What we want to see is Chris Tabor or Bill Lazor taking the stand as the interim yeah. head coach. That's yeah. what we want to see. But we're not going to get it. And it's gonna. It's gonna be the topic all day tomorrow before Matt Nagy takes the stand because he will take the stand and he will give a press conference because they're not gonna fire him, unfortunately. But my God, I mean, the Bears are down bad. The Bears are down tremendously. They're down. They're down tremendously. I mean, I guess the one positive you look at is they play on Halloween. Uh, maybe, maybe we have some some fun with Halloween costumes next week. We get a, uh, you know, the the fans show up in a costume. I don't know. Is that that game's at home? Uh, you know, maybe we say let's have all of Soldier Field dress up in a trash can or something and and clown, and clown suits, clown suits maybe. Sure. I mean, why not? Let's have some fun with it. October thirty first, Halloween. You know that I. I wish that game were a night game. I feel like that'd be more fun. The the question is, do the kids do their trick or treating on Sunday night then, or on on Saturday? Because you know it's Sunday night. These kids got to go to school, man. I mean, do you do the trick or treating the night before? I was always when Halloween was on school nights. It would usually so like for me. I mean, obviously, I haven't trick or treated in a long what? time. I'm 24 years old. Come uh, on, Jake. But what do you- it, so it's probably been about 12 years, but. I, I mean, like, generally, I remember on school nights, my parents would be like, okay, well, like, we're going to go out a little earlier instead. Like, we'll go out at, you know, get out of school at three, you would go at like four or four. Okay, instead. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know, right. Instead of like 530 or six, you know. Right, right, but, right. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, <sighs> man. This is a tough watch. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I have zero things left to say about it. Absolutely freaking terrible. Justin Kaufman just said he was on an airplane um, from New York City. Our EP, yeah, Justin Kaufman. Star City. If there is one thing to look forward to, it's we have, again, I'll, I'll plug in, a phenomenal guest. And I cannot wait to have Adam Amin on on Wednesday. I mean, this dude is a superstar in the industry. And he's did the Bears preseason game. So, you know, he has the intel. He, he talked to Justin Fields early on. He's talked to Matt Nagy. He's talked to all the players uh, in prep for those preseason games. And, you know, he now works for the Bulls and does, you know, other NFL games. But, I mean, he, he's going to be phenomenal, Jake. I'm excited for that on Wednesday. Yeah. No, Wednesday, it's going to be great. We're going to have Adam. It'll be awesome. We'll be back in our normal spot, twitch.tv slash Chicago for real. It'll be good. It's 7.30 p.m. Central. It'll be a good time. But And hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll have a new head coach, but I'm not counting on it. Neither anyway, am I. Kevin, I wish hope. I could say this was fun. Yeah, well, it's better than just sitting and, and soaking in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had to let it out. You have to vent. That's It's good for the soul, good for the mind. So I appreciate you. Uh, you know, appreciate this kind of kind of getting it off your chest. Person. <laughs> Come on, no fun. No, but no, it was it, this was good. I, I think we we speak. I mean, I won't say we speak for a lot, of, but I know a lot of fans feel the way we do. And right, 
hopefully we helped you out a little bit and get some of that out. Um, you know, or maybe you're venting and raging at us and, you know, our mentions are always open. So anyway, we'll be back Wednesday with Adam Amin. You know, what, what's going to be fun about Adam is he sees a lot of games every week. You know, obviously he sees yeah. a lot of other teams. Yeah. We can ask him what he thinks. And so he has a, a very objective viewpoint too, which will be fun. So find us with Adam on Wednesday, 7.30 Central, twitch.tv slash Chicago for real. On our Periscope, uh, we'll be live on Twitter, of course, as well. So at Bears Nation Pod. But until then, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you listening as always. For myself, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Pod, and it's hard to say it this week, but of course, bear down.